Podcasting from the CRW studio, this is the Two Drink Minimum with your hosts, Henny and Patron. Cheers, college football fanatics, and welcome to the Two Drink Minimum. I am Dan Patron, and with me as always is Kevin Hennigan and DZ. Tonight, a huge weekend in college football, and we have a 12-pack of hot routes. Huge weekend, huge weekend in college football, best weekend of the year so far, and you're going to get all of our picks, analysis, and more in this hurry up, quick take, 12 pack of the Hot Routes games next on the Two Drink Minimum, Circle of Wagons, Resurgence Brewery, Buffalo Style, IPA. I'm going to pour this. We jump in right away. We need to bring the bell back because we're going to go true hot routes version. It was hard to get to 12 games. Ding, ding. It was. It was. And, and We and, left off some very good games. And the six-pack the six pack was so much fun. Tune in on that episode because it, it just... I, I, Play it on 1.5 speed. I like doing you, that. Do you, you listen to podcasts have, on 1.5 speed? No. Yeah. It saves you, Dave, three over two amount of time. <laughs> Is what it does. Is okay. it improper traction? Yes, it is. It's math guy. Yeah. The math guy. Do you know that five-fourths of Americans have trouble with fractions? <laughs> the... You didn't think about that. <laughs> I don't even know what you said. I'm, I'm one of the He's fourths. He's one of the five-fourths. Maybe one of the five. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. More than a whole? I have no idea. Yeah. Uh, is that a hundred and you are something a percent? We're struggling with the hurry up. All right. <laughs> Well, it's just we're huddled. Too. Yeah. We we huddled. We huddled before the two. Play clock drill. is winding we, down. We huddled before the two minute drill. All right, we're gonna start. Virginia is gonna go to Miami Thursday night, where Miami is favored by five. Henny, go. Miami has yet to lose an ACC game, so they're still in the driver's seat in whoa, that conference. Wow. But Virginia knows who their quarterback is. Miami doesn't. So it looks like De'Ara King is going to be out. So it's Jake Garcia, Tyler Van Dyke. They lit up whatever you know, whatever scrub team Miami played this past week. So you can't look at that much. The Virginia offense has been outstanding. Their defense, not very good. I think they're like one of the worst defenses statistically in the ACC. But I can't go against Brennan Armstrong in this game with Miami having too many questions. So give me Virginia plus five, absolutely. Wow, going against the heart. I, yeah. I look at Virginia and I, I can't figure out how they, they should be better, right? With that offense and with Brennan, that's a good quarterback and a good offense. Well, they're not winning sucks. more games. Well, their defense, defense is that bad. Their defense is that bad. I guess I guess we'll see what DR King does against it. They're yeah. giving up six point three yards per play. They Virginia's play, defense. They that play, is not, not good. good. Yeah. They no. played UNC in a track meet, bro. You only need ten for a first down, right? Yeah. It's still ten. Yeah. Still ten. Still, I, I you know, well, I can't see how or why or what Miami has done to indicate that they should be a five point favorite in this ball game. Virginia's defense or offense has looked uh, dynamic. Their defense has looked horrible. Is Miami going to be able to push that defense? I don't see it. Without De'Ara King, and if he's not going to play, they don't have anything else. Give me Virginia to cover. I'd be comfortable with Virginia. They do have Cameron Harris. I'd be comfortable. I like that dude, though. I'd be comfortable taking Virginia on the money line in this game. And Jelani Woods is a beast. 
for UVA. So watch them. They've got some nice receivers. I'm, all three of us taking Virginia? Yeah, I want Virginia. Yeah. yeah. Miami hasn't done anything. You got a cover? Uh, you got a cover or a win? Cover. No, I've got Virginia winning the game. Win. I got Virginia win on money line. Straight yeah. Virginia win. Everybody's Miami's Virginia dreams win. ended. Dream season's yeah. over. Miami's, They're done. They're Miami's checked out. Done. They don't care. Miami's done. Can't they, bet on a team that doesn't care. Watch this go. Oh. Watch this go. See a kid. <laughs> They'll be awesome. Um, yeah. Texas is favored by four and a half at TCU in that vaunted noon ABC game. Uh, Texas dating back to the start of the 2020 season. My man Casey Thompson, who it looks like Steve Sarkeesian whiffed on that by starting Hudson Card because Thompson has done nothing but be spectacular. Uh, 76% passing. I have a theory on that, 790 yards, 14 touchdowns, two interceptions, plus three rushing touchdowns. This team is different when Casey Thompson plays quarterback. And TCU, despite your man Max Duggan, and I I like that TCU team, but that defense has not been a Gary Patterson defense to date. So give me Texas. Give me Casey Thompson to continue that role that he's got. Texas win cover. It's a totally different team with him at quarterback. I mean, you wish he had started the season. I don't don't know if they would have lost that Arkansas game. They they the way they got run over, though, in oh, that yeah, game by true. Arkansas the was... Yeah, about the rushing... Casey Thompson, no play defense. Yeah, <laughs> no. put him at linebacker. He might but Card didn't do anything. I no, did. they gave him a chance. They showed he couldn't really play. I think Sarkeesian was cool with it. I, I think you owe... Like, Sarkeesian got dumped on after that. Oh, this is a whiff. This is a mistake that they hired this guy. The regret... Was, Arkansas appears to be a pretty good team. Yeah. So, like, if everybody overreacts week to week, and I get it, it's college football. But yeah. Texas... They haven't punted in back-to-back games. That's impressive. This quarterback is lights out right he's, now. He's and TCU is... Oh, yeah. But this has been the year of, of quarterback changes like this. Like, how many teams have you seen where coaches... And even if you're talking about, like, the transfer situations with, like, a, a Mertz and a, and a Jack Cohen, how many times that these college coaches have whiffed and picked the wrong guy? And, and it's and tough because guys home? leave now. Yeah. So we'll get to Syracuse a little later on because that's another conversation about the quarterback situation. But if guys aren't happy, they leave. So you give Card a chance. He was not good. Okay, move on. Right. We got Thompson. But TCU's given up over 1,000 yards combined in their last couple games. So that defense in trouble with an offense that is yeah. flying right yeah. now. Everyone loves Texas here. Texas across the board? Texas is back. Texas is back. <laughs> yeah. That's Maybe a not. proclamation. And, uh, it's minus four and a half is what I'm seeing right here. Honey. So, so I'll take Texas minus the four and a half. Honey, could you just say B. John Robinson for me? Yeah, B. John Robinson. B. John Robinson. Yeah. B. John Robinson. Now that Breezy is hurt, I know that you need to fill your time watching Aren't, videos. No one's concerned about what Zach Evans could do against this after what we saw Arkansas. Just real quick before we move on. No concerns about Texas being able to stop the run. Zach Evans is a phenomenal running back. I have concerns about Texas being able to stop the run, but... Uh, Arkansas, it, it just just hits different with what they've been doing with their running game, and uh, TCU is uh, look again. I like what TCU is doing. I like how TCU has played, but it, this Texas team has been different. They own Texas. Thompson. TCU is seven and two since joining the Big Twelve against Texas. They own Texas. Charlie, a lot of people own Texas. They own Charlie Strong's Texas. <laughs> <laughs> Louisville is going to go to Wake Forest, where Wake Forest is favored by six and a half. Wow. Gentlemen. 
You know, I, t- I yeah, Louis, you're the ACC guy. I mean, tell me about ACC. I usually get him wrong though, so just you know, bet against me. Louisville loses their best defensive player, their Great leader pitch. in Monty Montgomery. Yeah. Have you ever thought about just going into sales? Me. Hey, just fade me. Have you ever thought about going into sales? Just short them. Just short them. Hey, imagine this Wake Forest team with Kenneth Walker. That's what I. Oh, oh. it's in my notes. It's oh, in I'm my sorry. Notes. All right, so forget I about that part. First. You should have your Mel Tucker letter. Yeah. <laughs> Ghostwriting. Wake Forest is going to be able to run the ball on Louisville. The loss of Monty Montgomery is a significant loss for them. That's your defensive leader. Your best defensive player is now gone. Receivers are fine. Hartman's a fine quarterback, but they're going to pound the ball early on against Louisville. That opens up the pass game, and they've got the best kicker in college football. And Skiba, your guy. You like that, you like that guy, Skiba. That I do. When you read about that kid, he uh, seems like a, Skiba, an Skiba. awesome, that was an great awesome kid. Great article. And so I, he's the most accurate kicker in ACC history, the third most accurate kicker in college football history, has the record for most consecutive field goals. And then when you read about him as a person, Appears Absolutely. to be just a, a really good hey, kid. Uh, so I'm going to be You sharing articles without me? Kid who it was at 10.30 at night. I knew you were yeah. asleep. Uh, that yeah. was doing you a favor. Yeah. Kid who... Kid I'm not going to bother you that late. Kid who misses a kick so early in his career, gets dumped on, fans, you know, it, it tweets, everything like that, rests on his the strength of his family, his uh, faith in Jesus Christ, and just stays the course does what he does, stay strong, ACC kicker of the year, and, and just uh, on the Lou, uh, the Lou Garza award uh, watch list this year, correct, Henny? Give it to and him just, now. And he's, uh, you know, by all accounts, just a fantastic young man. The In the face of all of that, I mean, that's great. Kids crumble, and especially kickers crumble when you, when you get stuff like that. Sure. In this game, you know, Malik Cunningham is an interesting guy because he has been mostly solid. He had a rough start in that Ole Miss game, but overall this dual-threat quarterback has accounted for 13 touchdowns and could cause some problems for this Wake Forest defense. But it's Louisville's defense that uh, that really turns this towards Wake Forest for me. They've allowed 200 yards passing, 200 yards rushing, back-to-back games against UCF, who's good, but Florida State, who's not, <laughs> who's really awful, uh, they're not going to be able to contain this Demon Deacons offense. I don't know that there's a less appreciated quarterback than Sam Hartman. Do you know that he's only listed as a sophomore? This they dude, COVID, this, this COVID dude has played four years at Wake <laughs> Forest. Wow. He has stats dating back 2018, 2019. He's gone like a mission for a couple years? No, he's played all four years. I mean, maybe, I'm, I'm starting to think that maybe Jamie Newman transferred because he wasn't Sam Hartman. You know, I mean, this Hartman kid is, he's, he's not special. He's not a guy that's going to jump off the page to you. But he manages the game well, and he does what? Wake Forest asks him to do. Isn't this a trap game though for Wake Forest? Because you know where they have to go next weekend. I don't think they've got to travel north to the Loud House Patron. This is a trap game because they're looking ahead to Syracuse right now. Wake Forest has. um, Yeah. Yeah. Wake Forest has one of the best head coaches in the country who does not get tied into that trap game stuff. They win and cover on this game. I like this Wake Forest. Me too. I do not think that this is just. You know, bull crap that they're four and up. And they've got the Christians in the backfield, right? So you got like you got them coming, the Crusaders. You got Christian Beale Smith, Christian Turner. So look out for the Christians. Wake for his pounds of ball. I love yep. it. 
I love it. Plus, there are only, uh, what, two undefeated ACC teams left? Them Boston Just like College. we all thought before the Never season. Yeah. Just Boston Lakers. College and Boston Wake. Boston College and Wake. Yeah. This we team feels more ACC real than it. Boston College. I mean, neither yes. one of them feels real, but this this team feels more real. Well, this team does, yeah. Yeah, they're good. They're dynamic. And like you mentioned, Clawson, quality head coach. Clawson is amazing. He'll win ACC Coach of the Year this year. We all take him Wake? I've got Wake to win a cover. I've got Wake to win a cover. Yeah, I'll take Wake. Cover. We got to start shaking it up, boys. Oregon is going to go to Palo Alto. Ooh. You don't just walk into Palo Alto and no, get yourself you don't. a W. Did UCLA just do that? This is Oregon's <laughs> first game as a single-digit favorite all season. As a single-digit, actually, spread all year. They were a double-digit underdog to Ohio State, and they were a double-digit favorite in the rest of their games. Stanford has looked better than we thought they would, but still, Stanford's runs defense has been quite bad. Kansas State, USC, Vanderbilt, you know, that academic institution in Vanderbilt, has run all over them. Deuce from Kansas State went for 125 yards. As a team, they had 200. And uh, USC and Vanderbilt both averaged over five yards per carry against Stanford. So this is a problem when you are facing this Oregon team. Absolutely. You have Travis Dye, you have C.J. Verdell, not to mention Anthony Brown loves to run around back there, and they love to run the designed runs with Anthony Brown at quarterback. Single-digit favorite, that's not enough. Oregon goes in. It's not this get-right team game. I, I Stanford is good. I, they are better than we thought they were going to be. But that run defense is going to be the difference. Stanford freshman quarterback, love watching him play. That's going to be fun. You'll sweat a little bit, but I like the Ducks and I like him to cover. I sweat peeling an orange, so yes, I will sweat. <laughs> Ducks are really good. I was I, I loved what they did with their play calling and the way they used that rushing attack when they played Ohio State. All like used went east and west, used the entire field. They had they were owning the edge. They were getting around the edge on Ohio State the entire time. Anthony Brown, I you know I'm a completion percentage guy, and he's Love below fifty percent. I I don't like he's him below fifty percent this below season. 50%. But he's throwing no picks. Uh, I don't know that. I do. Anthony Brown I do. and McKee. <laughs> Anthony Brown and McKee are the only two Pac-12 quarterbacks to start four games and not throw any Well, either one of them throw a pick yeah, in McKee this will. game. Yes. Well, Brown's, Brown's more Williams is picking off a pass than throwing the ball. I don't. I don't. I really don't think he's a real threat. And yeah. and that limits him as the number three team in the country. You got to have a quarterback that can throw the ball. They and do. Complete. Ty Thompson. Yeah. <laughs> Get him in. But I do. Tanner McKee. What about he Paul is, Butterfield's son? Whatever happened to him? He, he's worth watching. If you haven't watched Stanford play this year, he is worth watching because I think he's uh, – I, I forget what he's listed at, but he's he's an older guy. He's a sophomore. He's listed as a sophomore, but he went on an LDS mission for two years. So he's actually like 22 years old or so. Yeah. Um, he can – you said zero interceptions to eight touchdowns, 68% on his completion, big 6'6", 230. So he's like a Josh Allen type frame. In the red zone, he's nine for eleven with six touchdowns. Yeah. He's changed. So what he that finishes team looks drives like. awesome. too. Yeah, he's got a bright future. He's changed what that team looks like for sure. Yeah, for sure. He's got. It's like having Andrew Luck. He's gonna have a. a the good Oregon secondary is solid. Oh, this kid is. He just, this kid is half Andrew Luck, half Josh Allen. I'm tuning in. Yeah, my, yeah. he's that good. <laughs> he, Maybe not. Yeah, but he will be. He works for Pac-12 Network. <laughs> 
me and Walton. I, it, there's too oh, much talent on the Oregon side. <laughs> Oregon's giving up almost 300 passing yards a game, so maybe Stanford can make some moves there. But I do like their corners, their safeties. They'll, they're ball hawks. They'll get after it. They'll pick this kid off if he throws first interception. But the running game, you mentioned it, Dan. That's the difference here. The Oregon running game. It's a lot of points on the road with an Oregon team that couldn't put away Arizona. And Arizona stinks. That gives me some pause. To get a home team like Stanford plus eight, it's intriguing, but I can't do it. Oregon has not really looked special against anybody besides for Ohio State. So it's and, the best team they play. And that's just if we assume that Ohio State is special. Uh, you know that, that I'm okay. So they're the, special. The Fresno State win is looking better and better that's by the true. week. Yeah. I mean, that's a good team. That yeah. that if you're you two top twenty five. If already. you're Washington, how much do you look at that Jake Huner kid and just like with like doughy eyes, just be like, where <laughs> did you go and how did we let you out of our clutches? Because a Huard wanted to come. Because that, that Washington team looks. It looks great with him slinging it around. It, anyways. All right, ding it, the bell. Ding. Ding. Moving on. Ding. Everybody's got Oregon minus eight. Yeah, I got Oregon. I don't love it, though. I'm not very confident in I that. I do like it. They got Joe Moorhead, one of the best offensive coordinators in college football. I know. I think there's a sweat. I think there's a sweat. I think there's a sweat to that cover, but uh, but I'm good with the cover. Oklahoma is a ten and a half point favorite at Kansas State. It's a three thirty game on Fox. When does Oklahoma get right? We keep waiting. Well, Caleb Williams is going to start this game. There, oh. <laughs> all the fans take, came out and said it. I take you didn't hear him. All the how jerky is that of those fans? That's terrible. How does that help your team? How does you chanting for the backup quarterback in a tie game help your team? It doesn't. All it does is hurt your team. Yeah. So you're a fan trying to support your team. Get on your stupid blogs in the Twitter afterwards and say those things. That's fine. But in the moment in the stadium, that's yeah, a ridiculous decision. You can get on your decision. blogs and tweet in the moment. Yeah, then do that. But to a, chant it is an absurd thing to chant. I guarantee a Twitter freaking crappy tweet started that whole thing in the stands. You don't think these dudes are... It was awful. These kids are tweeting at all times. You don't think a tweet started that chant within the stadium. Anyways. It, it is. It, it annoyed me greatly. I, I got to think that the next Caleb Williams, when he looks at Oklahoma and sees that yeah. game, and, oh, if I start to struggle or trip up a little bit, I'm going to have everyone in Norman screaming for If we're tied in a conference game in yeah. the fourth quarter, all of a sudden that's not good enough. You're undefeated. Yeah, bad look. I'm going to USC. I'm going to Alabama. I'm going anywhere else. Yeah. What do we? That ten and a half points here. Oh, we're piling it on Oklahoma. Okay. Oh, the fans. Oklahoma the fans. fans. That's was, what I mean. Yeah, that's an issue. The problem here for K State is Skylar Thompson appears to not be ready to go in this game. Oof. So K State has beat Oklahoma two years in a row because of Skylar Thompson. The kid is not going to play unless they're just being sneaky about things. He doesn't play in this game. The Jaron Lewis kid didn't look very good. And Will Howard, the average quarterbacks, it's not going to be enough. I'll take Oklahoma minus the 10.5 in this game. Skylar Thompson would change my mind completely, but without him, Oklahoma wins this game by two touchdowns. Yeah, Kansas State was not impressive against Oklahoma State last week. Um, they Oklahoma, is this is like a little show-me game and get back on track, get the offense rolling a little bit. Hopefully Rattler is able to come back and get his wits about him after he was pummeled last week. 
but I think they're going to score points. This I, I think this will be their most comfortable win. They've All their games have been close. This should be one that they separate a you little You load up against Deuce Vaughn, make one of those other two backup quarterbacks, put it in the air. Your athletes will make plays. I would be very surprised if this is a West Virginia-Oklahoma repeat, if this is tight again. Uh, yeah. That would surprise me. West Virginia is pretty good. I, West, Their D-line is fantastic. West Virginia is pretty good. Team. I was actually, the way that you guys were loading up on Oklahoma, I was I was like, sweet. They're going to pick Kansas State to cover, and then we're going to have a difference. If Skylar Thompson but, plays, I, I would take I, Kansas State but, to cover. But I don't have a difference. I, I started the season saying that this Oklahoma team is loaded. I still see this Oklahoma team is loaded. They've had a slow start to this season. They have some things to sort out, but all of the talent is there. And they're still an undefeated team. So uh, until, uh, you know, uh, until somebody comes in and knocks them off that perch, I'm still waiting for them to get right. And Kansas State, again, like you said, and like I said last week with regard to Skylar Thompson, they're a different team. The stats don't flesh it out. The stats don't. If you're just gonna look at stats, you're gonna go, well, why not with Will Howard? His Skylar Thompson stats don't look that much better than Will Howard's. If you watch the games, though, they're a different team when that kid plays, and you know, without him, they don't have enough. Deuce Vaughn is special. Tune in, watch him. Spencer Rattler still see him as a special kid. Oklahoma wins, covers this game, and they start to pick up some steam. This is a team that has the talent. And they're going to start proving that they have the talent. Give me Oklahoma to win and win big in this game. Ohio State. We're at the six-pack portion of the 12-pack. So, Henny, as you, like, rattled your cup and found it empty, you can feel free to to crack that second drink on the two-drink minimum. But we've got Ohio State at Rutgers, which is a 3.30 slate. On the Big Twin Network. That was a nice crack. Thank you. That was crack. BTN. Ohio State, uh, it, there's still 15 some, and a half points spread. 15 and a hook. Still questions about CJ Stroud and whether or not he's he's well enough and he's going to play in this game. Uh, Ryan Is he Gade, actually hurt? I mean, I, that, that's that's my question. Is he yeah, actually hurt? Did, did, did you read wanna, what Ryan Day said about McCord? Did they just want to play McCord or what? No. Did you hear what he said about McCord? Ryan Day after the game described his described McCord's performance as inconsistent, and then he said McCord and Jack Miller. It was thirteen per- of eighteen. He said so. He said McCord and Jack Miller pretty much played the way they practiced. I read that as you guys aren't doing what I need you to do to describe your performance as inconsistent, and then say you played the way you practiced. Yeah. To me, is a shot. He's back in CJ. He's, yeah, he's, he's saying, CJ and he's also telling these young guys. He you're is, not practicing the way I need you to practice. Wait, no, that was a shot. You guys are giving this dude way too much credit. This is dude, a college football coach who loves him some Ryan Day. Ryan Day loves him some no Ryan more, No Day. more important coach so in sports, he he is, So he is going to tell you, the masses, through the media, that these guys prove themselves to be the guys that he saw in practice, and that's the reason why C.J. Stroud is his starter. He did nothing wrong. There's nobody he has on his roster better than C.J. Stroud, and these guys, despite Kyle McCord going 13 for 18, 
just proved that they're the guys that shouldn't have been starting over C.J. Stroud. Uh, the only... I, I see what you're saying there, but the only problem is they played Akron. And Akron has been a dumpster fire, so it's it's like really hard to judge yeah, his performance yeah. because they played Akron. Yeah. Like you would see more playing the Ohio State C team. He was upset with their reads. So he would Ryan Day would know more than any of us about the in-game reads of the Ohio State quarterback. So that's what he focused on. So he was 13 for 18, but he's probably thinking, okay. you took it, the pass here, but your read yeah. was, we need you to make this play if so we're Ohio State. So what has he said about C.J. Stroud missing dudes by three, four yards when they're wide open? You'd have to Google that. You know, is, is there a quote on that? I just is did my a, homework on is there a He quote said quote? receiver, bad route. Is bad route by the receivers. Is there a quote on that? You're going with your yet? preseason. You're, you're still riding that. <laughs> well, you're going for your bull You're prediction. trying to get him benched. No, trying I'm, to get I'm, no benched. I'm going with the fact that I watched. You're chanting for the I, backup's name. I, yeah. That's what you're I'm doing. I'm going by the fact that I watched every single snap in that Oregon game and that C.J. Stroud kid missed wide open dudes on a couple of occasions. By several yards. Armstrong. You, you were in Lansing this past changed. weekend. You were in Norman, Oklahoma. Yeah. Booing Spencer Rattler. Yeah. You're a backup You're quarterback a poor. guy. You're I, a backup <laughs> quarterback. Yeah. No, I no, I, I'm not a backup quarterback guy. You're a college quarterback booer. Yeah. I, no, I am not. <laughs> You're booing I refuse kids. to boo college quarterbacks. What about quarterbacks who got two cars? In an NIL deer deal. What about twenty four year old Miami quarterbacks? Yeah, still a kid. Still a kid. Twenty-four-year-old. So Ohio State's favored by fifteen. I'm a grown man, and I'm not going to boo a kid. Unless it's your own kid, then they get booed. Yeah, that's okay. I love booing my my kids. I'll boo my own kid. Ohio State was. I don't say anything during the games. I don't coach anymore, so I don't say anything. I trust the coaches. If I see it, his coach sees it. He's got good coaches. I'm not well, if you see it, a blind man sees it. I can't stand the, the parents <laughs> over on the sideline yeah. yelling stuff. First of all, the kids can't hear you yelling. That is a huge field. Soccer field, football field, huge field. Right. Second of all, they have a coach. If you see it who does not know anything... And they're most of them yelling, shoot it. You don't think, you don't think that <laughs> run, the coach... Run, You run. don't think that the coach or doesn't Or catch it, see? I hate that. Catch <laughs> the ball. Yeah. Anyway, oh, I should have thought of that. Yeah. This is almost the same I spread as Ohio State, Oregon. Why didn't anybody yell catch the <laughs> right. ball when it was in the air? Yeah, Ridiculous. Come on, Mom. I thought I could just slap it into the stands. you got to mention so. Trayvon Henderson soon. Right? We're a few minutes into this game. Yeah, I, I mean, it, go ahead. No, that's your guy, man. It, like this, this spread to me was interesting because Ohio State was favored by almost the same spread against Oregon as they are Rutgers. So that's interesting Similar to me. Outcome? No, I don't think so. That's not the storyline for me. I don't really care about this game very much. I have a recruiting storyline that I'm focused on in this game. Yeah. So I'll let you, you guys can break down this game here. Oh, no. If you want to get into Wait, it. Throw that teaser. So, let me hear the recruiting. Yeah, that, that, There's so, a big uh, recruiting right. thing going on this and, weekend. Right, so if we need to go, I, I can go. Scarlet Knights are 0-7 in this game against the Buckeyes, and all seven losses were by at least three touchdowns. Like, Rutgers has just been... Awful in this game. Greg Schiano obviously changes that a little bit, but this Rutgers team, you know, I would, hey Tennessee, you should have hired them. Did yeah, exactly, exactly. The, they did, they did hire them though. The fans protested, and then they did all oh, the fans again. That chanting for the backup coach, Norman. right? That would that we was want that, that was the Tim Tebow interview where he's like, if you're gonna hire somebody, have conviction. Don't be 
yelled off of your yeah. convictions. Uh, oh, so great speech. Did Rutgers impress anybody last week though with what they did uh, against Michigan? Because we all yeah. picked Michigan yeah. to beat Wisconsin. It looked at right? halftime like they were going to, and then they made adjustments. So Chiano is a very good coach because they come out in the second half. Could, Michigan completed one pass in the second half. Right. One pass, and then I think they were held to six yards in the third quarter. It was twenty to three at halftime, right? They've held. It looked like yeah, it was going to yeah. be a runaway. They've held all. And they had the four, ball going down the field. Yes. To tie it. They've held they all. It. They've held all four of their opponents, which includes Michigan and the Sean Tucker uh, led Syracuse Orange to two hundred and seventy five yards or, to, or fewer. Michigan's the only team to score over fourteen points against this Rutgers defense. But so those, far. those are run-heavy teams, Syracuse run and teams. Michigan. Yep. This is Ohio not, State yeah. is very different. Yeah. Dynamic see, offense. What happens. They have not seen. Receivers. They've not seen anything like Ohio no. State. I mean, if you go no. back, if you go back and you actually roll the tape on the Ohio State Oregon team, I know that everything's being heaped on this Oregon team. They're two, three plays away from winning that game. Uh, against Oregon, and the, the narrative about this Ohio State team is completely different. They're good. They win. They cover. Uh, Rutgers Ohio is State has lost good. five games, regular season games, in the past five years. Two of them were to Joe Moorhead, Oregon and Penn State, as the offensive coordinator. Yeah, the one who got I don't think, for DC. Yeah. I don't think they've got an <laughs> offensive coordinator like that over at Rutgers. I like Ohio State. They're going to win big cover. Every time, every time at Ohio State, you look at them and go, that's too big of a spread for the way they've been playing. They cover and they cover easily. Funny you mention that. In their last eight games as double-digit favorite, the Buckeyes have covered the spread twice. So contrary to what you just said. Interesting. Yeah. Well, yeah, but data, I mean. Who cares about you that? You can make Let's that. go to the recruiting story, more importantly. <laughs> so Greg Schiano's trying to build something, right? So this week... At their game, New Jersey's top junior offensive lineman is coming in. He's been offered by everybody, Rutgers and Ohio State included. So the top kid in your state. Syracuse Orange? uh, I bet he'd like Alabama. Everybody, all the big schools. Junior in high school. Uh, Junior college. Right. Okay. Junior in high school. He's New Jersey's top prospect, top offensive lineman. He's coming to this game this week. Also, the nation's top linebacker, Troy Bowles, Todd Bowles' kid, nation's top linebacker, was supposed to visit Ohio State, but for some reason he was not able to go there. So he's been offered by Rutgers and Ohio State. He's going to come to this game because he couldn't go out to Ohio State. So oh, what? when you look through, they post a list of recruits that are visiting games now. Rutgers has put all the chips in. They're all in on this game. All their big recruits, oh. guys that they are the top linemen, top linebacker in the country, are all coming in to this game. This is your if you're Greg Schiano, you they don't have to win the game. game. You don't have to win the game, but he's looking to put up a solid compete. performance he's here and show, compete. hey guys, we're just we need an O lineman and a linebacker. That's all we need, and we can run the table. They're not gonna. I like the. Offense for Ohio State to run away. I thought Michigan was going to do it. Um, I'm an idiot, so I'm going to think now Ohio State will do it. But if I don't <laughs> trust the Rutgers defense back-to-back weeks to shut down uh, an offense that has more than one dimension. Like you, you talked about, Michigan is going to run the ball. Syracuse is going to run the ball. Ohio State will gladly run the ball with their stud five-star kid. But you yeah. want to load up? That's fine because we have NFL wide receivers that we're going to throw the ball to. There you go. Plus, C.J. Stroud is a stud. They have not seen stud. Not a quarterback stud. controversy. There. Definitely not. not. They Inconsistent not, McCord. They have not seen a multi-dimensional offense no. like this. No. Nobody no. does. Syracuse is going to go to Florida State. Mm. 
where they are. This Six point underdogs. Unbelievable. I, 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 I thought that was wrong underdog. when I looked at it. I actually just I don't had, know what it is now. You might want to look it up. I, I looked those up like a day I actually ago. just had to scroll up in my screen to make sure that I read it right. ACC Network, 330. Sean Tucker, Syracuse Orange are going to go to Tallahassee and play Florida State. Hanny, go. I hope, by the way, I hope you were at, you saw Syracuse in person, right? I did. How good did that offensive line look and how good did Tucker look? Syracuse has an identity now. They moved to Garrett Schrader. I didn't think Dino Babers had it in him. Uh, you've talked about a little bit with Frost being married to a certain guy and what's going to happen beyond it. Some people don't get to see what happens beyond it because you're gone. You're showing the door. I did not anticipate this move from Dino Babers. When you, I think you might have texted that out like an hour before the game. I was on my way up to the Dome and I see that Garrett Schrader is starting. I was blown away. I did not see that coming at all. Syracuse now has an identity. Great offensive line coach. Maybe the best offensive line coach Thank in you. the country. Thank you. Mike Schmidt. They have they, second career. They have an identity. <laughs> Hall of Fame. You know, okay. The other, the other kid throws a better ball. So DeVito can throw a better ball. That's fine. But now Syracuse is saying we are going to pound the ball yep. with Tucker here. DeVito's a shorts and t-shirt kid. The fact that they oh. took a timeout. To make sure DeVito got zero snaps, right? So Schrader's helmet pops off. He has to come out for a play. Dino Babers is saying, okay, I can't embarrass the kid and put him in for one play, hand it off, and then bring him out. They were going to have to leave him in for a series out of respect for the kid who's been there. That was what he was going to have to do. Instead, burns a timeout. So DeVito went into the huddle, timeout, come out, Schrader goes back in. That showed how Babers feels right now about that quarterback position. So he's going to ride Schrader, see what he can do. And Schrader didn't even play like a he specially didn't play that well. well. I, I, didn't, I, I think mean, Schrader I think played some, how he's going to play. Yeah, he he's. I would hope he gets a little bit. Some of those incompletions were wildly off target. Yeah, but I think Garrett Schrader's not a very good throwing quarterback. That's what yeah. you're going to get with him. No, you're hoping but just because you're adding the second dimension. Yeah. You're just saying, but this is who we are. No, we're going to pound the ball on you yeah. now. There's no mystery anymore. Yeah, we're not going to worry about like you have a great running back. You're hoping to catch some sort of second coming of of uh, of Dungey, right? I mean, you're you're hoping that the kid can. Complete a couple passes. And you have to respect Schrader keeping be, the ball on those just reads. Be a bad DeVito, dude. you didn't have to. Now, when Schrader does that, yes. A couple tough yards. Yep. And the, I think the attitude of the team, it just, I didn't think yeah. Dino Babers had it in him to well, make that. Well, even Schrader, when you watched him play at Mississippi State, had that same attitude. Yes, that's why we were pumped he, he came. He left Mississippi State not because he washed out of Mississippi State or wasn't any good at Mississippi State. He left Mississippi State because he can't run Mike Leach's offense. Yeah, he's not a good fit for that offense. No, when he came all. in, he was leaving. That made yeah. sense for him to leave. So yeah. he left. Yeah. So this is one of those transfers that isn't, you know, a washout or. Or looking for an upgrade. This is a transfer a that, that just says, this is not a fit. I'm going to go someplace that is a fit. Yeah. Syracuse is a fit. Yes. Yeah. These two teams are they're pretty similar to me, though. You have a, a good running back with Corbin at Florida State. He's yep. doing, I think he's 12th in the country yep. right now with rushing yards. So he's not far behind Tucker, who is second. The quarterback position for both teams is an issue. You, neither team really has a great quarterback. Milton is not 100%. No. I think the other kid, is Jordan Travis, I think is out. I don't know if he's yeah. going to be playing in this game. He's banged up. These are two very similar teams to me. So if I can get Syracuse plus six points in this game, 
I'm going to take it because I think this is going to be a pretty tight game. And there's something yeah. about watching. You get you get to see one of the best running backs in the country right now with Sean Tucker and some of that Milton magic. You never know what's going to happen. Like, never know. He's a gamer. So so things will happen. That's gonna it's gonna be a tight game. I, six points is a lot of points for Deuce Chestnut's State. having a pick six in this game. I feel it. Yeah. Deuce yeah. Chestnut. Yep, that dude. He was he's right there around the ball. He had good anticipation. That's gonna yeah. be a difference. Deuce Chestnut pick six. I remember I've you got, were telling me I've it's got, hard to coach anticipation. That was something you, you really tried to instill on kids that you coached. Anticipation. Yeah, to be like two or three steps ahead. Yeah. Yeah, it's. It's like, like you're do. playing chess, yeah. predicting what's going to mm-hmm. happen. That's a good ball hawk in the secondary does that. Yeah, deuce. deuce I got a game IQ is not something that is easily coachable either. Some kids just have it. Some yeah. kids just don't. Yeah. Deuce just has it. Uh, Sean Tucker's... Sean Tucker's flush it down. Sean Tucker flush it down. Can we Jaylen go with the Jalen Hurts quote? We should have started with that in the first episode. We missed that. Jeez. Have you ever flushed down... So, uh, Sean Tucker's the best player on the field in this game. Oh, wow. As, as I Jermaine watch, Johnson doesn't like as that. As I watch okay. him play, you know, 536 yards, seven touchdowns, 175 yards and a touch receiving on top of that. Yes, Syracuse's quarterback uh, position is a mess, but as you as you stated, Garrett Trader at least gives him that running element. That's a threat on those you know run pass options where he can pull it out, where he can go around the corner. It, it, Florida State has done nothing to make me think that they should be favored by six in this game. In fact, I would take Syracuse if Syracuse was favored by six. Ooh, in this Corbin game. makes me nervous. He's averaging over nine yards a carry right now. Syracuse is going to have to show they can stop the run against this kid. Syracuse just did. Syracuse's defense are going up against that. What they just did against Liberty should not be, you know, disregarded because it was Liberty. This is not your grandma's Liberty. Liberty. This is this is a very good Liberty team that that Syracuse defense just showed that they were legit. And that that team they should have kicked a field goal. And that team against Rutgers that they lost. It just showed that they've got a little juice when they went right, in yeah. and played Michigan. So that's, that's not true. a scrub team yep. in in uh, in Rutgers that they lost to. So I've got Syracuse to win, and I've got Syracuse would have covered if the spread was the other way, six points. Florida State dead last in the ACC, Dave, in third down conversion. Oh, so oh I can't boy. take Florida State. Oh boy, it, Syracuse also, plus six. Also, absolutely. the rush defense is not that strong. So. Oh. So that's gonna that's gonna be opportunity for Mike Schmidt and that powerful offensive yep. line and the way they work together and the and that bad mother Tucker pulls. coming in oh, <laughs> that bad yeah. mother Tucker. And Tucker give me that forty four give me that forty four we determined where's Homer if he George started the season 35. at thirty four Homer George is no, in Vegas like, right now oh, sorry, oh I thought 35. it was last week oh okay yeah sorry okay he's got to be a what thirty seven right now is he Walter Reyes I got is is he probably 39? the Rutgers game he didn't win a a number bump in that game. Because he didn't have great yardage, but the other three games, so thirty-four plus three, we call in a math teacher Carry to figure out four. what he's at. Hold on, but I, I think he's at thirty-seven. I got a text from Homer George that he is in Vegas right now uh, this week. Putting money on games. And he is going to go with the money line on Syracuse oh, to win this game outright. Homer George, good for him. What live. is he doing there? Live from Vegas. Uh, some thing with work he has a job or something florida state doesn't include calling into this show man but it's still does any part of you think it's still florida state 
No, no. See, I have a hard no, time with Brennan's. I've stopped thinking that it's yeah, Florida State. I stopped thinking that. Two I have years a hard. Ago. I have like some. I, I I have a hard time with brands. Like when I Jacksonville, I'm like they're gonna stink in the NFL forever because they're Jacksonville. Like that's just how I think they're, about they're it. They're a playoff team, like two right. years ago. But I just in my mind, it doesn't matter how good they are. It's still Jacksonville. Florida State is still in my mind. Is Florida State the chops gonna be going? It <laughs> is should, still man. in my mind. Makes this... I'm concerned. You're devaluing yourself right now by these comments that are coming out of your mouth. I can't believe you'd even speak some of this stuff. So you're like, oh, yeah, all this data and, and watching this team. No, I just look at their jersey and I think they're good. Yeah, I, I would go with Kevin's picks this week. I would. Isn't that how people win March Madness pools? That's how you win March Madness is you look at the colors of the jerseys. Nobody who knows anything about college basketball is good at March Madness. It's the person who knows nothing but goes, whew. Yeah, they do the chop. Yeah. I like the chop. I like yeah, that. Yeah, they're going to win. You would. I still like Syracuse here. <laughs> Their over-under like for the season was three and a half, I believe, for wins. So Syracuse would win this game and go over. Oh. Right. We all like Syracuse here. Homer George called in earlier. Vegas. Like Syracuse. From Vegas. Said yeah, Syracuse. Vegas money, line. money line. He goes, Florida, Florida Sharks are hitting the money line on Cuse out here. <laughs> <laughs> Florida is going to go into Kentucky as an eight-point favorite. Florida better be careful with this one. Florida better be careful with this one. Kentucky is 4-0 and will look to beat the Gators in Lexington for the first time since 1986. The Gators are only 1-2 and against the spread as the favorite this season. This is their first single-digit spread. To me, Florida is a good team. This is not a knock on Florida. I, I like what they're doing with Emory Jones. They come out of this game, they win, but I the the undervalue of Kentucky here cannot be understood. This is a tough football team with a strong run game. I like what they do with the Rodriguez kid at, at running back. He has a tendency to fumble, uh, and that almost bit him in the butt when they played against Missouri. But I like I like Florida to win here, but I actually. I have Kentucky covering this spread. And that's, again, not a knock on Florida. I like this Florida team. The defense is better than it was last year. Emory Jones is starting to kind of grow into that role. But Kentucky a, 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 is a good football team, and they're going to cover this spread. I have a Eight little points bit of, is a lot for this Florida team to cover. Yeah, I, but I agree with I, one of you said that they could be the third best team in the country, Florida. I, I don't know who it was, but I, I agree with that statement. I watched them. I've got a little bit of recency bias because I was watching them against Tennessee on Saturday, and Emory Jones looked fantastic. Again, granted, it's it's Tennessee. You know, it's not going against Alabama, but um, they looked run, decent against run, Alabama yeah. too. <laughs> yeah, they looked pretty good against Alabama yeah, I too. Mean, that offense is really really good, and Emory Jones is. I like what I saw from him. He's coming along. He's going to be good behind and Matt plus, Coral. I like. It's Matt Coral and Emory Jones after his performances the last few weeks, since he doesn't have to worry about sharing anything with Richardson, which they yeah. say he's going to be back this week, allegedly. He's not far behind in terms of your most dangerous player in college football right now. Matt Coral is my one. Emory Jones is creeping up there mm-hmm. to be my second, third kind of mm-hmm. guy with the performances he's put on. Yeah. Yeah. And the rush defense is good. Dark Horse SEC Offensive Player of the Year. Would yeah, you, say? you would say now <laughs> beyond the Dark I'd be Horse. All over that. Kid's gonna be in the, if he has a few more big backup, games. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, uh, 
they just don't play a brand of football that you see them running this Kentucky team out of the building, though, do they? I mean, do you have you got Florida winning, covering this game? Do I do. Like it? Kentucky's turnovers are a problem. Right now, they're minus Big nine. Problem. Minus nine in their turnover margin. So to be undefeated and have that type of issue is impressive. I don't know what you could, I guess, take that a couple different ways. If they clean that up and you're already undefeated, what their does that say? And their turnovers are largely fumbles. Right. Right? It's not INTs, it's fumbles. It's not just Chris Rodriguez. I like Cavassier Smoke for his name. That's the best name in college football. Find me a better one than Cavassier Smoke. Take a few minutes. Smoke like Monday. Smoke Monday. Oh, Cavassier Monday. Smoke greater than Smoke Monday. Uh, that's debatable. Uh, is Smoke a nickname? I don't know. If Smoke no, is a nickname. that's his Christian name. It is? Yeah, absolutely. Look that up. It's if it's not, then it's over. That's not even close. Yeah. Florida is holding teams to three yards rushing per carry. Now, the stats early on in the year, you can throw out for a lot of teams. Florida has played Alabama. Yeah. So you're holding teams to three yards rushing. Yep. That's what Kentucky wants to do. They've got badass offensive linemen. They're going to just pound you, and they've got a couple great running backs. Wandale Robinson is dangerous, mm-hmm. but he's been really the only receiving threat we have seen. Yeah. So I like Florida, minus the eight points here. Malik Davis is doing a nice job. Emery Jones is getting better to me every week. Seems more confident now than he was earlier in the year. I like Florida yeah. minus the eight points here. This game and and, and and DZ, I'll let I'll let you get to it on your prediction here. But just a just a simple observation on the on the days games here. This is the night games, you know. Oh yeah, now we've now yeah sun is setting. Florida, but it's just funny because <laughs> because you look at you would look at this schedule and the majority of what you're talking about the schedule being loaded is that 3.30, maybe a little bit too much in that noon side of things, as we've said before. And then you look at the night games, and if you just look at the rankings, you go, man, I wish there were better games at night. But this is the start of the sneaky good games at night. You know, this Florida-Kentucky, this next one that we'll get to in Baylor, Oklahoma These State. teams are undefeated. So, like, some of You're these, naming three undefeated teams right, right there. So some of these games that we get to here at night, like, I get it that it's not your brands, not your Alabamas. Your not, Florida States. Not your Florida States. Like, not your, <laughs> not your brands. Dave, wake up. Not your brands that you're... <laughs> Sorry, I was looking at uh, Florida State jerseys. Yeah, <laughs> not your brands. It's so impressive. <laughs> not, that you're, not your brands that you're looking at, but this is sort of, as we, as we work our way through big game Saturday, it feels like at night we get to a little bit of like a separation Saturday kind of thing. And it's what makes this schedule so huge is it's not just, you'll get weeks where Georgia plays Arkansas, you know, where where Alabama plays Ole Miss. Maybe you'll even get weeks where those two teams play in the same week, you know, where those games of that caliber are in the same week. But it's these undercards that just bam, bam, bam. You said it at the beginning. It was hard to pick 12 games. This nighttime schedule is those games. And that's why you've got to tune in to this nighttime schedule this week for college football. It's a it knockout game for Florida. going to be amazing. Yes, Florida can't lose this game. Not if their goal is and if college Kentu- football playoff. And if Kentucky wins this game... This goes back to the conversation that you and I had a couple weeks ago where you say, where's that game that while you were watching it, you didn't think it was that big of a deal? 
but it turns out to be a huge deal. Right. I talked about it with the Kentucky-Missouri game where I said Kentucky-Missouri might be one of those weird, like, you're watching this close game just because it's all that's on and blah, 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 blah. And you turn back at the end of the college football season and go, holy crap, if Kentucky would have lost that close game, which the Rodriguez kid fumbled several times, they would never be in this position that they're in playing Georgia on November whatever or October whatever and making this a huge game, making this a de facto SEC East sort of play-in game. You know, and, and this game right now sets up for that, that Kentucky-Florida game. DZ, who do you like? I like Florida in this game, but if you look at the history – Florida is usually favored in this game, and it, it is always like a closer game than most people expect. It's, a, it's hey, Florida has owned this rivalry. They have won all these, but they're, they always have that in the back of their head, like, don't screw this up, don't screw this up. And this is the most talented team I think Kentucky has had against Florida in quite some time, um, with the exception of maybe a couple of years ago. Uh, but I like Florida. I think Florida is really starting to click. That Alabama game gave them a ton of confidence, and mm-hmm. and I saw that in Tennessee when I was watching they them. Pulled away from they, Tennessee. They pulled away. They were everything they were doing was working. The execution was there. I think you play a game like that, and I know they they came out after that game, and all the players were saying, "Hey, we we're pissed off. We wanted to win that game." But if you let's be honest, if you're a team that plays Alabama. To, right to the end of the game, and it's close. You're game. the only team. Well, certainly the only team, but in two years, yeah. the confidence <laughs> in that two that years. Gives a team. The only team in two years, and they've yeah. done it twice. Yeah, and to say, you know what? Well, it, I, maybe it was a little bit more expected last year when they did it with Trask yeah. and Pitts and and a really really talented roster. Now you got a new quarterback, and you're coming in here, and week three, oh crap, we can hang with the best yep. in the business. We want to and see him again. That momentum is going to carry. I, I think they're going to be riding that high water mark for a couple of weeks now. So I like them to. I like them to win, beat a Kentucky team that is really good. I think they'll be one of the better SEC East teams, but uh, I I do think they'll cover. Yeah. I think probably two touchdowns will win the game. I think the cool thing about the SEC is that you know for everybody sitting at home betting and doing whatever they're doing, eight points, blah 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 blah. Doesn't matter. In the SEC, it doesn't matter. Florida just needs to win this game. It doesn't yeah. matter. Because you still get Georgia. And, and, and Florida doesn't need style points. Like, I love the way the SEC stacks up because Florida doesn't need style points. Beat Kentucky and move on to the next game. You don't need to get – you if you don't cover – and, again, I'm a Florida believer. I had Florida in the, in the SEC preview as my dark horse. I had them winning the SEC East. I had Emory Jones as a uh, dark horse SEC Offensive Player of the Year candidate. Nice and, And I'm the only one here not picking them to cover this game. So you confuse me with Florida. But so... I I just... So... (laughs) What does that say about what I think about Florida? They got nice jerseys. What what does that say about what I think about Florida? And the cool thing about the SEC is nothing. That doesn't say anything about it. Win the game, move on. SEC is like March Madness. Win in advance. Right. No style points needed. Um, And anybody can pick the games and pick the winners, just like March Madness. Just like Kevin said. Just pick it based on who's got a cooler jersey, Florida or Kentucky. In Florida, you like Florida. Oh, I don't know. Kentucky's jerseys are pretty dope. Yeah, man. 
I, yeah, I, I have an they're aff- okay. I have an affinity for that uh, that royal blue with the checkers. It, yeah. it, it looks will cool. Will Levis discussion. They look cool. Um, well, I mean, Will Levis is speak- he, he's a good quarterback. He's probably the best quarterback Kentucky has had in a little bit. But he the the I like accuracy, the decision making. He's a great runner. I he's like a strong kid. kid that's going to get you tough yards. Um, but he, like, in terms of his accuracy and decision making, you see it in the five interceptions this year. Um, that's his weakness right there. He's not really a pure passer. He's more of a, a big body. He was quick. He just throws he it. Was, hope Wendell was, Robinson can go make a play. He was quick on the five interceptions. He had that locked and loaded in case yeah. anybody questioned. Penn State's well, decision. Well, he, he was ready when he went down to Penn State to okay. get in an argument with some fan about <laughs> Sean Clifford. You know, those happen sometimes no, post-game. I, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that fan was... No, kid. I like Will Levis. I was sad to see him yeah. go. That He's... fan was kinder, and that was yesterday <laughs> on the right. golf course. There may have been some people that have been barking for Will Levis to be the starter for years at Penn State. Anyways, but to that note, speaking <laughs> of uniforms, let's talk about Baylor. Speaking of oh, yellow, <laughs> yellow mellow, let's talk about Baylor. Again, this even is, know her. <laughs> again, this is that night game. Uh, two undefeated teams. Baylor's going to go into Stillwater and play Oklahoma State. Three and a half point favorites uh, are the Cowboys at home. We talked about it before. That's essentially a pick game. Mm-hmm. When you say away versus home, home is favored by three and a half. You got to say that Vegas thinks that these teams are pretty even. You, you also have to say at this point, these are two surprise Big 12 unbeatens that are matching up in prime time. And, you know, to, to kick this off a little bit, you're looking at the Bears lead the Big 12 with 273 yards rushing per game. I th- I thought this game could have been pick six material with what's on the line with these two undefeated teams. But Iowa State is one of the most disappointing teams in college football with the preseason hype that was placed on them. If you have told me before the season that Baylor was going to beat Ohio State, I would have said, Dave, you're crazy. They're not going to do that. And to see last week... What about if I told you they were going to beat Iowa State? <laughs> What did I say? Ohio State. Oh, well, if they beat Ohio State, that'd be impressive, well, that'd be too. Really but good. That Iowa State Were game. Were they wearing the yellow jerseys? That Iowa did State team. Really? At least one. <laughs> I, Oklahoma State, the win at Baylor. No, yeah, it did. We got a time. I'll take Dang. Oklahoma State. Jalen Warren, I'll take Oklahoma State. All right, I'll take Baylor. All right. Um, I, you know, I, I look at this game. What about game, why Baylor? I, I look at this game and... Baylor and, stinks against the run. Jalen Warren's going to light him up. Yeah. And, and Oklahoma State has... And the eyeball test says Oklahoma State. You know, you know and, and they've they've looked better. You and go to Oklahoma, Boise and win, that's Oklahoma worth State, something. And we talked about it last week. You go to Boise and win, and that's worth something. The Kansas State win is worth something. Spencer Sanders is tough to trust, though. You know, his consistency is a factor is and is an issue. Um, you know, if you're going to sit here and tell me that, uh, that that you trust Spencer Sanders to play consistently, I've got, you know, a bag of beans to sell you. Because the kid has struggled throughout his entire career to play consistently. I like but, him as a college quarterback. But I and, like and, Spencer and, and Sanders. That's, and, that's, and that's the point, too, is that 
you know, he he is a good college quarterback. And Baylor, it, it, they went through and they just barely hold on. Like, that Iowa State game looks different. They just barely held on to beat Iowa State despite allowing nearly 200 more yards than they gained, right? So Baylor wins that game, but the, the, the yard differential is almost 200 yards in Brees favor. Hall went for 200. In favor of Iowa State. Ish. Okay, so I mean, and, and then you have an Oklahoma State team who they go into their you know matchup of undefeated teams uh, last week or uh, last week with Kansas State, and they outgain they not only win but they outgain Kansas State by two hundred yards. So uh, those were two different wins that we saw last week between Baylor and Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State's eyeball test is better than the Baylor eyeball test. And I've got Oklahoma State winning this game. It's essentially a pick game. Um, you know, three and a hook. The hook concerns me. I wouldn't love uh, picking this game for them to win and cover, but I'm picking them yeah. to win and cover. Baylor's got nice running backs, so you do have to be careful. Ebner kid is fantastic, so look out and for the that. Bohannon kid. I to him. Well, you got Smith and Ebner. And yeah. the Plus, you got a great in quarterback in Bohannon. And the Bohannon kid has done what he's yeah. needed to do. Yeah. I, I know you got a great quarterback in Bohannon, but you've got 73% a, completion yeah. percentage. Oh, there you go. Over like 70. That. I you love like it. That. And yeah. plus seven touchdowns and zero interceptions. Yeah. yeah. So he's not going to lose a game. No. And he could win a game for He's you. played well. He, uh, I mean, he has played well. And, and and he's been the more steady hand than Spencer Sanders, although Spencer Sanders is the more, you know, experienced guy here. So neither of them are playing Ohio State. Is that what you guys are saying? Yeah. <laughs> I don't, yeah. Pretty sure. I looked that up over there. What's the problem? What's so the problem? I'll, t- I'll go against the grain. I'll take Baylor. Um, I like it. They're going to they're gonna win. Win. Not just cover, but win. Yeah, they'll win. Baylor's got the W. So Aranda, they'll be. F- that's impressive. Dave no, I Z. Bet that if I'm betting, I'm not taking the money line though. I'm Dave like, Z. Take the points. Dave Z. Indiana. Indiana is coming into. He was. That was. Not, he was not in. He was out of bounds last year. He was he short was of the short. goal line. Everybody he was that. short of the goal Why line. Why are we going to review plays if we're not going to make the right decision? One hundred percent. He was short. He was yeah. short. Everybody saw it. I've we known- all see it. We all see it. All right, all right next game. BC I, and Clemson. I heard that the Big Ten officiating had problems, and now I know. Yeah. I mean, they look like SEC officiating in yeah. that game. Oh, ayo. Oh, hot take. Uh, Penn State's a nine-point nine favorite. You know, as I look at this game, it's payback time in Happy Valley. The, the Hoosiers, as you guys talked about, they beat Penn State last year in that weird thriller where that, that he was – Definitely not in. Um, but the two teams have seemingly gone in two opposite directions since then. It, it, Sean Clifford, for everything that you want to say about Sean Clifford as the Penn State quarterback, he threw for 401 yards and four touchdowns uh, in their most recent game. And he's the only, the second Penn State quarterback to top the 400-yard mark in a single game. I, who was the Did other one? Kerry Collins. I don't know who the other one well, was. You got to back up the stats. You could you could back up the stat <laughs> with that, but I you know I I saw that the other day and I was like you back it up and I was like this is Penn State. This is the, they've only had two dudes that have thrown for over four hundred yards and Sean Clifford's one of them. That that was 
surprising to me, but it also speaks to what Penn State does as a program. They're going to pound you with their running game. They're going to win with defense. And, you know, this Penn State team is good, maybe very good. I don't think they're great. Um, I've talked about it when, as we've discussed some of the other teams. They cannot show up for a game and not show up to play and still win like some of these upper echelon teams can do. But they're not going to not show up for this game because of that revenge factor, because of what happened last year. They go in to Happy Valley and they show Indiana what's up. They win, win big, cover that spread. It's a stripe yeah, out. This is a night game stripe out. My dad and brother are going in. They're in the white stripe section, so they can, they can wear the whiteout gear. Um, Sean Clifford, ironically enough, just had Heisman um, odds posted for him after the start to the season that he's had. I oh, think he's like going to play terrible. Forty to one, yeah, it might be the jinx, but yeah. like, can he also value though? Good value there. Is he also on the cover of Sports Illustrated? It's hard to believe though at this and point. Madden. Like, would you have at predicted? That Sean Clifford would actually have published Heisman odds. Did did like that far come down out in you have the to Big scroll. Ten? Is it a reputable? There's not a lot of publication. Not a lot of published odds. I got a There's guy who's going to take that players. bet. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, it's it's easy. He's sitting in this room. <laughs> I'm, I'm not taking the bet. Uh, <laughs> There's a lot of. You know, from that loss last year, exactly like you said, there's going to be a lot going into this game. They got actually called out. Franklin called them out last week for going into the Villanova game a little flat. Went in a little. I told you to be concerned about it. Didn't play. Didn't play that well. Still handled an FCS team, but I I think that helps because you can immediately put that on your team and switch that really quickly because you're going into a game that has a lot of emotions attached to it. Yeah, show them the play last year. It's really quick to flip that around. Um, The rushing game is the biggest concern for Penn State because you would think that that is a a strength of their team because it has been historically. Their offensive line and their rushing game has not been impressive at all. Um, They didn't do much of anything against Wisconsin. They didn't do anything against Auburn. Tough matchups, though. They're tough matchups. Auburn and Wisconsin, they're... Traditionally, they also have didn't do much against Villanova, right. so they're they're not really. A they top don't show 10 much there. How did Auburn do against Georgia State? They struggled too, and that's the other thing. <laughs> okay, so we're getting hold on. We're getting to that. That's our last game. Hold both on. Both the wins got devalued <laughs> for Penn State's top ranked wins after watching the past weekend. Wisconsin plummets. Auburn nine bad. points is a lot. Nine points is a lot. I do think, with all that being said, I do think they cover. Indiana has been on a terrible trajectory. Penix has been so inconsistent. Interceptions. Yeah. Um, it just doesn't look like the guy. They who just was last snuck year. by our boy Bailey yeah. Zapi. Yeah. yeah. So and Michigan State better look out this week. Indiana. Just look out. Western Kentucky with Bailey Zappi. Just look out. Oh, they're he had a legit a, offensive right. team. Right. Oh, yeah. So that kid. Oh, legit. Well, that kid's a freak show yeah. at quarterback. Comes out of Houston Baptist where he puts up. Pinball numbers. Yeah, and 570 then, yards last year against Texas Tech yeah. in the game. And then rolls up. So, Sparty, look out. But Indiana just snuck by them. Yeah. I think the turnovers are the issue, though. The Penn State secondary is outstanding. Love those guys there. The matchup here that's going to be fun to watch. If we had our note card, so tell your brother, right, he's going to go to the game. He's going to put down number three on Indiana. You need the mail American note card. Mail him a note card. You mail. I'll email Fry him a note card. No, no, no. So, no, a corner. 
Taiwan Mullins, an All-American cornerback oh, for Indiana. Dotson. So he's going to match up with Dotson. So the game, going back and forth, just watch that matchup. Honestly, does this kid follow him across the field? You have an NFL corner, NFL wide receiver. That's going to be a pretty intriguing matchup to watch beyond just what's happening there. So write that down for them, number three. The other thing to watch is it's not just Dotson because Parker Washington has been awesome this year. And Lambert and Smith is getting more involved. And, and he's been good yeah. too. But Parker Washington has been as good of a number two receiver that you would want for a top team. He, he's been impressive. You need to find that second guy. Indiana Kickers made 17 of his last 18 field goals. Oh, Derek Ooh, does love field goals. I know. I do. It won't be that close, though. Yeah, okay. I'm, I like Penn State minus nine. It's a stripe out. Yeah. What could go wrong? Right. What do you got? <laughs> DZ? I got Penn State. I like uh, Penn State to cover that. BC at Clemson. Clemson is... Laying 15. Can they score? That's the first question. Can they score 15 points? No, I I, I won this bet last week, and now I'll, I'll say it again. I'm not sure what justifies this point spread. You know, Clemson's offense has been downright offensive. They've, they've lost one of, if not the best, defensive players in the ACC. They're 0-4 oh, against the spread this year, but remain double-digit favorites against Boston College, who's a team that had a double-digit lead on the Tigers at halftime last season when the Tigers were actually good. You know, they, and Boston College, look, they're, they, they, they come in, they're 4-0, they're playing with confidence. I, I, I No love, Trevor Lawrence in that I, game. I, I love their coach. I love their coach, Boston College's coach. I, I, I like... Let's go with PG three. Can we get a new? Can we get a new nickname on our boy PG three? Uh, Boston, Boston College running back Pat Garwo the third has gotten more touches every game this season as it's gone along. He's rewarded his coaching staff with it. Last week with started quarterback Jerkovich Hurt, who's still going to be out. He went for 175 yards as a t and a TD. Against um, the second worst rush defense in the country, one hundred percent. I under I understand that. I understand that Missouri they can't still, tackle. But they your boy Drinkwitz better look out. But they win. They <laughs> win that game. Out. Yeah. They win that game. They've won every game they played. They won a game against an SEC team in Missouri who played. Uh, you know, we just talked about the game that they played against Kentucky, which was a very very close. Contest. Then why does your coach disrespect the game that they played? You got to look at Eli Drinkwitz in that game. Look at why are we playing this game? Why did we agree to play this game? What coach says that before a game? You should have lost that game. So yeah, you got. I don't think we ever recruited anyone from Massachusetts. Yeah, like why would you dump on that game before you play? Usually you yeah. say the opposite. Just win the game. Yeah, first win the game, Eli. Yeah. Win a game that matters. Yeah, go 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 play and win that game. And that's and that's on and that's on Missouri. Maybe they didn't come to play. But clearly, look, I mean, Clemson is kill, Clemson's killer against the run. I get that Clemson's killer against the run. BC's going to need Dennis Grossel to have uh, some sort of a passing performance. But I just, I, I just don't see it. I, Clemson needs to get this bounce back win. They win this game. Clemson wins this game, uh, and I wouldn't be so sure if they would if Jerkovic wasn't hurt. And this is one of those brand things, Kevin, where we keep. Looking for them, they they win this game, but it's not comfortable. I still see Clemson as just not that great of a team. Good wins 
but doesn't cover a 15 point spread. They're like Pretty cryptocurrency to me, Clemson. I just like you stay is cryptocurrency like you watch it plummet, you, you put short money it, in that, you short it, and it then you just keep like spending more money, it bounces back. But I, Clemson, I, Clemson is. I, I took NC State and I felt really good about that game when when I, I think it was a 10 point spread last week because I I liked what NC State brought to the table in terms of their offensive. Yeah. They they could attack on two different fronts. NC State's better than BC. They, they are, and and I really think this is going to be one of those get right games for Clemson. Like if you saw how fired up Dabo was, I, I think he can turn these guys around and and play like a, an emotional game, and it's going to be like one of those ebb and flow swing games where they come out they have kind of a poor performance, you know, really for a couple weeks, and I see them as one of those teams with with a great coach that can flip that rather quickly. You know, it's not going to take that much into the season. And that was a break. It, it was a slap in the face. Hey, you know what? You're Clemson, but you're losing an ACC conference game. You know, Trevor Lawrence is long gone. Um, I, I think it was a good wake-up call for this team, and I expect them to respond quickly. And I just don't like the way – I like BC. They're a good team. I just don't – matchup-wise, I don't think they match up well against Clemson. So I'll I'll I do think Clemson will cover. So they're gonna score like twenty one points. So whatever, what twenty one to six, it'll be. <laughs> I like Clemson too. I'm with you. I, I'm staying with Clemson, riding this out. Yes, fifteen is a lot of points. Clemson is gonna have more talent. Boston College is a fine team. Clemson, Dabble mentioned they're gonna they're pruning right now. He's like, we're going to basically see what we are. We're going to get rid of They're stuff. They're cutting we're, people? Yeah, we're pruning. Well, yeah, we're going to start Ooh, getting rid cut, of people. They cut Lynn J. Dixon. <laughs> Lynn J. Dixon would be your starting running back. So now, a preemptive cut. Phil Maffa, he cut himself. Phil Maffa, it was supposed to cutter? redshirt this year. So this is a big-time running back they brought in. He's a monster, 6'2", 225, from the same high school as Wayne Gallman. So they're familiar with this area. Supposed to redshirt. Now they're going to let him get some carries with Kobe Pace. D-line is banged up, but it's Clemson. They're going to have other dudes that can step in. You're going to force Boston College to put it in the air. The O'Rourke McFadden trophy is staying with Clemson. Oh, the O'Rourke McFadden. Give me give me, Zay. That's one of the most give famous Zay trophies Zay. in the game. Andrew Booth. Yeah, we'll see how he does with Zay. Last game. Last game of the 12-pack. Wow. This is uh, a good one, though. Auburn's going to go to LSU where they are a three-and-a-half-point Underdog. 9 p.m. Love what ESPN did here. Night game. 9 p.m. Nine. Death Valley is at night. Death Valley at night. It's a place where Auburn has not won since 1999. And now they're going to go there at night where it's going to be bandits. Honey. So you've got the quarterback position at Auburn is one you've got to start yeah. talking about. Because the yeah. play TJ Finley made on fourth down. In that game, they were that. He rolls out. He's rolling out to his left. There's two defenders coming. Was it Georgia Southern with Georgia something? State. Georgia State Southern. Georgia Southern State. Uh, just state. Georgia State. Georgia directional within that state. But the play he made, he's turning this way. There's two guys running at him. He rolls back, hits the receiver in the end zone for that game-winning play. And are they going to have him come off the bench against his old school? That is Bo Nix. He's starting. I think TJ Finley is starting this game. 
the legend of Bo Nix is going to come off the bench potentially in a game. I mean, that kid's been Auburn forever. Finley, it's a great storyline. The school you leave, you get yeah. to go back against them in a night game in Death Valley. Against the guy that you lost your job to. Yeah. At a place that Auburn hasn't won since 1999. Yeah. It's, a, it's an incredible storyline. It just... Yeah. I, and the Tank Bigsby is the difference in this game for me. Yeah. Yeah. Tank Bigsby is the best player in this game. Auburn... Brings him there. We if, saw the UCLA. UCLA could run all over yeah. him. And Tank Bigsby and Hunter, I'll take those two guys over the UCLA running backs. I'll take the Auburn backfield over the UCLA guys. It doesn't matter who the quarterback is. So let Finley get the start. Let's see what he can do. Right. You've seen what Bo Nix can do. He's going to be gone. Finley gets to hang around, I think, for probably four, five, six more years. Let Finley stay. I love the running backs, though. I love the Auburn running backs. See, now for me, I, I go the opposite way on that. Because when I look at that match, you would. when I go to that, <laughs> when I'm looking at, you know, a combination that you're looking for, you cannot deny what that Max Johnson to Kayshawn Booty connection has been yep. since Max Johnson's been playing. In the six games since Johnson became the full-time quarterback starting, you know, last year, they those two... That connection has accounted for 724 yards and 12 touchdowns in six games. They're one-dimensional, though. All right. And, and, and so is Auburn. Now with TJ Finley. Auburn. Finley. Oh, Auburn. Finley to Kobe Hudson. Auburn, Kobe Hudson from Finley all Auburn, day. Auburn can't throw the ball. And Auburn's secondary has not been very good. In, in the only game that Auburn has played, Auburn has played one game against a Power 5 opponent, and that was against Penn State in your boy, who's now got 60 to 1, 40 to 1. 40 or 50. 40 or 50 so to Heisman 1. Candidate. Sean, Sean Clifford, Heisman candidate, went 29 for 33 for 302 yards and two touchdowns against that Auburn pass defense. Okay, Sean Clifford doesn't usually do that in two games. Uh, all right. I mean, that's the old Sean. The, You're the, living in the past. The new right. This Sean. is Heisman candidate. The is, new uh, Sean Clifford. Mike Yursich so, air raid offense. Sean Clifford. So it, it's it's funny because we've talked about games this week and we talked about like strength against strength and this game seems to be like weakness against weakness. You know, like your like strength against strength, their weakness. Strength against weakness kind of thing. Like that 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 more uh, succinctly states it is that it's strength <laughs> against weakness. You know you have this this LSU passing attack going against this Auburn pass defense which has not been good and LSU's defense this year you know statistically we've seen we saw what we saw against UCLA and then get stampeded but their their worst number is actually against the pass they've actually been decent against the run on the season Although that UCLA game was a very big struggle. I, look, after what I saw, I loved what Auburn looked like against Penn State. I hated what I saw them look like against Georgia State. Totally expected. Those are two, you know, they're, they're, what are they? They're probably something in the middle. But LSU at home at night. That's a tough place to play. The hook concerns me. The three on the hook concerns me, but I'm still going to take LSU to win and cover. I've called for Max Johnson to be the starting quarterback of this football team since last year. I'm glad that he's the starting quarterback of this football team right now, and if it's going to be him versus Finley. That's awesome. 
Then I've got to take really cool. Then I've got to take Matt. I'll be upset Johnson. if they start Bo Nix and don't let that storyline play out. Yeah, they have to. This is fun. This, this is a great game though because this is this is a knockout game, right? You know, like it's it's funny because both of these teams are still in the running for the SEC yeah. if they lose this game. Yeah. Both of them lost non-conference games, but you lose this game, you're done. If you right. had any sort of visions of grandeur beyond. You know, just winning the SEC West. I guess the SEC West is is still there for you. But oddly enough, as this marquee game, Auburn at LSU, 9 o'clock ESPN, you must tune in. This could possibly be the game to determine the who is the bottom team in the SEC West. Night games in Death good, Valley. That's how well, good that was the last SEC week, West. That was last week's LSU-Mississippi State game, remember? <laughs> that was the pillow fight yeah. for the bottom of the... The SEC West. <laughs> um, Qualify was the ACC. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I forgot. Don't misquote me. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I like what Kevin's saying. I, I'm with you because I always like if, if you have a solid rush game against a poor rush D, I always think you can control the game, and that's going to set you up for success. My one hesitation, though, I'm looking back at some of these picks. I've got all road picks. Well, that's not good. And I, I, I feel like i got to even it out. And... Plus, playing in that environment. Get some road sodas. Get a road soda. I need some road sodas going in here. Get a road soda or two in there. At night, LSU, Death Valley. That's not an easy place to go. It's a tough place to go. Auburn's has played two very tough road environments that they have to go to. Um, You know, with TJ Finley and Bonex, there's there's too much confusion there. I like a I like a Max Johnson. Yep. That's what I like. Kevin Hedigan Kevin Hedigan said it uh, in recent weeks with Florida. Florida looked much more comfortable when there wasn't one guy looking over his shoulder at the other guy and wondering if he was going to get the hook and wondering if he was going to play or Same not. Same thing play. with Syracuse. You know, you're yeah. you've created this beast now in Auburn that they're going to have to deal with, and I don't think they deal with it well. It's going to be a tough game. Though. Tight this game. is. This is absolute insanity, though. As as, as if this yeah. week end of football couldn't be good enough. They start with killer games at noon. They continue killer games through that prime time. They hit this at 9. They hit that Pac-12 de facto game at 10.30. I mean, get your... your Adult beverages, your coffee, everything that you're gonna need. Oh, that is a good Irish coffee night. You're oh, going yeah. to need all of it. You're going to need all of it because this week's college football is probably a liquid IV. Is lo- <laughs> liquid IV to set yourself up for that Sunday morning? This week is loaded. Next week is loaded. It we're about to get into that crazy time in the college football season where there are contenders and pretenders may need to be a show about that in these upcoming weeks but are you on liquid ivs because i had uh, one of our fans uh dave from thornwood mailed some of those to me and got me hooked on them i'll tell you what if you're not if you don't subscribe to the liquid ivs you need to subscribe to that i think dave from thornwood has stock yeah. And liquid IVs. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's got me hooked. That'll turn you right around. It's a game changer. Oh, that's good. I mean, it's it's eight glasses of water in a single glass. Yeah. It's great. I don't have time for eight glasses of water. Yeah. After I've been up all night drinking. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta Kevin, go to Kevin, are you hungover? <laughs> no, I just been up drinking all night. Kevin's got a liquid <laughs> IV in his future tomorrow. 
That is all for tonight. <laughs> As always, you can check us out. Give us a follow on Twitter at Henny and Patron. DZ has some sort of account, but you'll have to like dig into it. See my not Tom Zaleznak. <laughs> not Tom Zaleznak.com. Uh, you can listen and subscribe on the iTunes, real Tucker. Apple Podcasts. Go on, rate, and review us. Uh, follow on Spotify, Anchor, Stitch, essentially anywhere podcasts are found. Check out our page on Facebook, Henny and Patron, the two drink minimal in front of me at Dan Patron. Special thanks tonight for our beers. Resurgence IPA out of Buffalo, Buffalo style IPA, as well as the United Rye Interboard from Interboard, Spirits and Ales, Export Strength Stout. Beautiful dark beer as we get into these fall months. I am Dan Patron. He is Kevin Hennigan. He is Dave Z. And this has been the two drink minimum. Cheers. Cheers.